0: Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Friday, May 31st, and this is your FT News Briefing. Ride hailing giant Uber says the bitter competition has eased. US President Donald Trump will threaten to curb sharing intelligence with Britain if the country does business with Huawei. And from Canada Goose to Gap, it was a rough week for retail companies. Plus, the FT's Patty Waldmeyer explains why the return of Boeing 737 MAX jet to the skies might depend on pilot training. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Uber offered new investors some hope on Thursday, as it continues to struggle on the stock market. The ride-hailing giant issued new shares this month at $45 each, but they have lagged ever since. Investors remained concerned about the bitter and costly fight for market share. And yesterday, Uber reported losses for the first quarter of 2019 that were more than double the year before. Revenue of $3.1 billion was up 20% from the year before, but the net loss from operations came in at a little more than a billion dollars. The FT's West Coast editor, Richard Waters, has more on what this means for the rideshare industry. So Uber's first earnings since it became a public company earlier in May uh, confirmed what we we already knew, which is that the competitive market it's in is bloody. Price wars have been fierce, Uh, it's had to pay very big incentives to attract drivers. And it's really driving down its profitability and this is the problem that's really been hanging over wall street in the last month or so you know people are very worried that ride hailing is not going to be a profitable business at least in the short term the good news if there is any is the chief financial officer is saying some of that really fierce pricing competition has eased a bit i think the message here is Following the public listings of both Uber and Lyft, these companies are backing off a little bit from their really fierce battle for market share. And maybe you know, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel as this year goes on. Donald Trump is preparing to raise the stakes in his fight with Chinese telecoms group Huawei on his trip to London next week. The US president is planning a three-day visit to the UK And sources tell the FT that during his stay, Mr. Trump will threaten to curb sharing intelligence with Britain if the U.K. government allows Huawei to build part of its next-generation 5G mobile network. Trump aides have tried repeatedly to convince the U.K. government to block the Chinese equipment supplier. Last month, reports leaked that some British ministers were prepared to allow Huawei to build minor parts of the U.K.'s 5G data networks. The Trump administration has taken a hard line against the Chinese group at the same time as the U.S.-China trade war is escalating. It has blacklisted the group and has urged its allies to do the same. Meanwhile, in China, the FT reports that Huawei has ordered workers to cancel its technical meetings with U.S. contacts. And American citizens working in research and development at the company's headquarters have been sent back to the U.S., and it has been a rough week for clothing retailers. FT reporter Mamtha Bodkar explains.
1: Gap on Thursday capped another painful week for retailers. The retailer, which is in the process of breaking itself up, said All Navy, which is typically one of its better performing divisions, also reported a decline. Earlier in the week, Abercrombie and Fitch shared a quarter of its value after missing its sales forecasts, while Canada Goose, also took a huge hit after reporting its slowest sales growth in about eight quarters. Now, retailers are blaming everything from poor weather to slower traffic at stores to lower tax refunds. Now, the poor performance has raised questions about the health of the U.S. consumer. But there are sort of outliers within the industry. So you have the dollar stores like Dollar General, Dollar Tree. You have Walmart. You have Target. There are a number of companies that have managed to buck that pain, which suggests that some of what we're seeing could be company-specific as opposed to a broader comment on the health of the U.S. consumer. Of course, the one big question mark as we exit retail reporting is tariffs and the impact. The fresh $300 billion worth of tariffs that Washington's mulling, the impact that that could have on retailers. Macy's Dollar Tree, Ralph Lauren, you know, through the quarter have all cautioned that they haven't fully calculated the impact that this so-called fourth tranche of tariffs could have on their results going forward.
0: And here's a story you should know more about. Boeing is struggling to get its 737 MAX jet back in the air after two crashes left 346 people dead. The 737 MAX jet has been grounded worldwide since March 13th, leaving 400 planes idle. Boeing has been forced to correct a flaw in the MCAS software that appeared to have automatically aimed the noses of the two crashed planes down, leaving the pilots in both accidents powerless. But besides the software fix, there's another thing that could determine whether the 737 MAX jet gets back in the air by the end of August. Pilot training.
2: One of the biggest questions is how much more training do pilots need? Petty Waldmeier
0: is the North America correspondent for the FT based in Chicago.
2: Because pilots were not trained on the MCAS system originally, they did not even know it existed. Now they know it exists, but they clearly need more training on it. And the question is, can that be achieved through some more iPad training, or would they have to do training in a full flight simulator? The reason that's a problem is that there are very, very few 737 MAX flight simulators in the world. In North America, there's only one, and that one is in the hands of Air Canada.
0: It's kind of astounding to me, Patty, that a pilot wouldn't know a whole system exists in their plane. But going back to the iPad, how does one train a pilot on an iPad?
2: Well, pilots point out that pilots are issued an iPad. So whereas before they would be studying the flight manuals, Today, they're studying the iPad. That's just sort of the way we do things these days. You know, there are two questions. A, why were they not taught about the MCAS system? And both Boeing and the FAA have said all along that the standard training for what to do when a plane suddenly tips its nose down and you haven't told it to, that what you're supposed to do is exactly the same no matter what caused that problem. So the FAA and Boeing have always said that it pilots don't need to know what caused the problem, they just need to know what to do if it happens. And that US pilots, for the most part, have known what to do in the few instances where that happened and they did not crash. So that's what the regulators have said in the past. However, it is now obvious that the MCAS system is far too powerful. So the question now is, How much extra training do people need on the MCAS system in order to fly? But keep in mind, the fix is supposed to eliminate this problem, right? So there's no sense training people for a plane to do something which it will no longer be able to do. So the MCAS system will no longer be able to do what was the critical problem in both crash. Which is repeatedly forced the nose down. In the future, when it's fixed, it will only be able to force the nose of the plane down once. It cannot be triggered by just one erroneous sensor outside the airplane, which was the case in both of those crashes.
0: And how long is it estimated that the 737 will stay grounded?
2: The final decision on whether to unground the plane in the US will be taken by the FAA. And the FAA has been working closely with Boeing on the software fix for the MCAS system, but they have not yet had a crucial certification flight to certify it as safe. So until they do that, it's impossible to know how long it would take them to unground the plane. The further problem is that aviation agencies around the world are also wanting to do their own checks, and the FAA does not want to be really out front on this and then leaving everyone else behind. However, a word of caution, airplane passengers very often seem to recover quite quickly from these safety events, and they often just forget about what plane, kind of plane they're flying.
0: You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest Business News. The FT News Briefing is produced by Amy Keene and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. Special thanks to Fiona Simon and David Oakley for their production help this week. And before we go, earlier in the week we brought you a story about how technology is being used to treat opioid addicts. In the story, we incorrectly stated the number of opioid addicts in America. The correct number should be 2 million addicts.